Hello, and welcome to another recording of me talking. Um, today's episode is brought to you. There is no video today, so if you are watching on a watching platform, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, etc., I apologise that it's probably just some kind of image you are looking at with just sound. But anyway, those of you on iTunes and Spotify, you will be more tuned in on the audio. And I'm currently sat in Bignall's Corner, um, some sort of welcome break service station. I'm sat in my car whilst it is charging up. Um... And today marks a little bit of a um, change in my mindset with regards to the podcast. If you don't know this, if you're one of these people who has never listened to podcast episode one, which I highly encourage you to go and listen to. um, The point of the podcast, really where it came from, was just that I wanted to get stuff out of my head and into the minds of the people that it can help and so often I have a bit of a tendency towards perfectionism and a tendency towards needing things to be planned and very complete and um, what that does is it leads to a a bit of paralysis uh, which just means I put out less and less content And it's not through fear of anything, it's just I don't want to do half a job. But I'm just trying to tell myself that each one of these podcasts over time will just build into something that if people take a very, very, very small time out of their lives, could uh, be life-changing. So I knew I had this long drive today, and so it's currently 20 past one in the morning, and uh, I've just stopped, and so I bought a little... Uh, brought a little podcast microphone, bought and brought a little podcast microphone with me in the car so that I could record this. So you can probably hear the gentle pitter-patter of rain. Uh, So please let me know. Uh, And here's a little request. Please, please, please. And I'm going to try and put this in several podcasts uh, and just remind people to, if you want to reach out to me, for feedback, just positive feedback on the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. That is the best thing you can do. If you have a question or want to talk about a specific episode or want to say how a specific episode changed your mindset, again, if you go on Instagram and comment on the post, um, we're doing really nice cover photos for every episode so you can find it super easily and you can just comment uh, you know, and if you can't be bothered to do that, I know some people are busy or even think they're busy, even if they're not, uh, just comment on any post. Don't, please don't slide into my DMs with essays, um, just simply because it is so time consuming, uh, going through those. And whilst it's very nice to get the feedback, it's really nice for it to be in public so that people can get help from it and maybe be encouraged to, um, listen to the episode to hear what other people are getting from it so anyway you can hear the gentle pitter patter of rain and what i was saying was was please let me know if it was a a nice calming episode to listen to or if it was just actually incredibly annoying for you 
So today's podcast uh, episode is going to be relatively short for me, I hope. Um, but, and there's two main things. The first, I just wanted to... So it's it's about aggressive dieting again. I'm in a time of my life. Again, it, it, I feel like I'm going to pigeon my, pigeonhole myself a little bit with this, but I don't care. It is something that I've uh, popularised in the industry uh, quite a lot. And so I always want to clarify that it's not the only way. It's not necessarily the best way, although it may well be the best way for some people. Um, you know, I've just received an Instagram message today. I was like literally just before recording this with an individual saying, um, thank you so much for your episode on aggressive dieting and not having to have the same calorie deficit in this and the other, you know, I've killed myself doing this and really just like, it's taken up such a horrible part of my life. And, um, I'm wet, you know, her, her words were literally, I am way less hungry and I binge less on aggressive deficit this is the problem people are like aggressive deficit oh it's going to lead to binging more no it doesn't it's not this magnitude i.e. the size of your calorie deficit does not correlate to the likelihood of binging uh, I've got this quote that you may have heard me say and uh, you know it's a bit repetitive me saying it but it's your perception of restriction that dictates its impact if you believe yourself to be restricting, if you believe things, you can't have things. The whole point with my method of aggressive dieting is you you have this unconditional permission to eat anything. You have unconditional permission to change the size of your deficit from day to day, week to week. You have these mul this multi-phasic strategy, different phases where you may have an entire week or two back at maintenance or a little surplus or a, a moderate deficit, whatever is suiting you at that time to allow variety of food, taste, social life. These are the things that are impacted and the restriction then leads to this concept of, that people talk about rebounding. Rebounding does not have to happen. It is not a thing. The size of your deficit is not going to cause you to be metabolically damaged or something silly like that that is not evidence-based. Uh, at least two of the times I've done an aggressive deficit, I've gone from eating a 1,000-ish calories per day, <coughs> obviously undulating from day to day, and depending on whether I'm tracking or not, I'm currently not tracking my calories on this aggressive deficit. And I have gone to all-inclusive five-star hotels with, you know, constant 24 hours per day food. And I did not rebound. I put on a little weight. But that, and this is the two things I want to talk about. Well, one of the two things I want to talk about today is understanding body weight around an aggressive deficit. I've spoken about this. In the first 10 days of my aggressive diet, I lost 10 pounds. And I said, if you do the maths of this, you will, uh, I said, approximately, probably only out of those 10 pounds, I've only lost four to five pounds of fat. And when I first calculated that, you think, oh geez, four to five pounds of fat. You know, I, I wish I was further along. But then you think, geez, I've only been doing it for 10 days. Some people do do five to 10 weeks to lose five pounds of fat. Some people struggle to lose fat at all. And I've done it in 10 days. 
So it was a very quick turnaround in my mentality. And obviously I knew it. It was just one of those things. You do the exact maths. You know, I say exact based on the estimations of your expenditure, your basal metabolic rate and your exercise levels and your activity levels. And you get this realization of the, the actual amount of fat you lose. So the topic one for this podcast is detox fasts retreats um anything boot camps was the final thing i was thinking for trying to search for in my brain these things are not good and they are they do not align with the martin mcdonald aggressive dieting method maybe i need to give it a name maybe i need to write an ebook um they do not align and the reason they do not align is because of a, another message I've received recently about I went on a boot camp and I did an aggressive deficit and I've heard about you talking about this and I went paleo and I ate no carbs and I did lots of high intensity interval training and I dropped a stone in a week or something like that I think she said and then I put it all back on within I think she said a week maybe two weeks afterwards that's what people call rebounding. That's where aggressive deficits get their bad name from. Paleo. Screw paleo. What the hell is paleo? Get rid of paleo. Why did you cut out all your carbs whilst doing high-intensity interval training? Because you were told to, of course. I'm not shouting at that woman. I'm shouting about these idiots who put on these boot camps. And they sell them as detoxifying things and... Um, cleanses was another word I should have had in there. I hope this isn't too loud. Sorry, I've just seen like the sound bar when I talk loudly. Um, but anyway, they don't work. They do not align with what I'm talking about here. When I talk about goal setting quite often, it's this thing of, right, you have seven days. You're going to try and lose as much weight in those seven days as possible. That is not good. That is not what we are doing here. An aggressive diet, first and foremost, the benefit of it is, is if you are an individual whose hunger switches off on aggressive diet, which is the majority, in my opinion, of people, in the randomized control trials done on this, the majority, the average of the study of all of the participants is hunger is less when on an aggressive deficit versus a moderate deficit. This is the point. It makes it easier. It taxes your willpower less. That's why we're doing it. Not to lose as much, not this kickstart mentality, not this cleanse mentality, not this detox mentality, not this boot camp mentality. Aggressive diet is part of a lifestyle change. It is a phase within the overall journey that you are walking with your your nutrition and having an understanding when you start your martin mcdonald method of aggressive dieting you need to be in the place that i've spoken about before you need to have a good relationship with food you need to have good habits that you are going to go back to after this you need to understand body weight and calorie deficits. Because when I go to these all-inclusive restaurants and I start eating back, and again, I'm not counting calories, I don't take scales with me, I'm just eating well. 
I'm piling my plate full of lovely cooked vegetables and salad and meat and chips and potato and rice and then I'm having dessert etc 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 I probably do go into a slight surplus the benefit for me is when I go away on these things I'm more active because when I'm in the office on my computer I am so inactive I do maybe one two three thousand steps a day I go away and I'm walking around, just walking to breakfast, walking to lunch, walking to dinner, walking around in the day, walking around the pool. I get a bit more active. Um, I choose low-calorie alcohols if I'm drinking, not boatloads of sugary cocktails and that kind of stuff. But yes, I put on body weight and I understand the body weight I'm putting on. A lot of it is going to be water, and carbohydrate and intestinal food weight. It's very difficult to, again, I, I leave my aggressive diet in a good place mentally with food. I am not binging. You must, 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 must heed my advice on binging. If you start to binge, binges are 100% capable of undermining all of your efforts. Just replay that in your mind. They are capable of undermining all of your efforts. And this is when people say to me, I'm in a calorie deficit, I can't lose weight, I'm eating no calories, it doesn't work. Do you ever binge? Yeah, sometimes, but no, done. It is so easy, your body is so efficient at storing energy. That age-old question that I've again spoken about time and time again, Martin, is there a point where the body just stops storing the excess calories? No. Stop asking that question. Because the reason you're asking that question is because you want a license. That you eat your 5,000 calories and then you go, well, now that I've hit that figure, binging, I can just eat another 5,000. I can just keep going crazy. Stop it. Stop dieting. You are not healthy. Your mind is not healthy around food. If you do an aggressive diet and you start finding binge tendencies, you have to stop and reassess. Don't just stop. Don't just give up. Be reflective. Okay, what has led me here? What is it? Where is the? Where is? Where am I perceiving restraint that is an issue for me? Am I too hungry? That is a legit, legitimate thing that might happen. But is it more a case of yeah, I'm not really giving myself unconditional permission to eat? Um, several times during this diet I've had some vodka I don't really get cravings for vodka or um, that interested it's just been social but I've allowed myself to have it it's been good several times I've had we've been sent sweets to the office and I've really wanted some and I would have felt left out if I didn't have them and so I had a few but again I've kept my environment good I've kept them down in the office rather than Uh, in the kind of main office rather than upstairs uh, in the kitchen next to my uh, private office so that I'm not constantly seeing them and again there's a there's there's a lesson here about environment set up some days I've felt tired and exhausted and I just wanted something that was filling and wholesome that made me feel good so I've had one of my 
prep kitchen meals, which are just super tasty, super well made, lots of variety of spices and tastes and um, vegetables. And again, I'm, I have the kind of balanced muscle gain versions of those. So they're, they're approximately six, maybe 700 calories in those. So those days, you know, if I'm eating a thousand calories a day and I've swapped that for a 200 calorie meal, that day I'm up to 1400, 1500 calories. And I feel great because I've allowed myself to have that. And I'm still in a deficit. This is another magical benefit of aggressive deficits, a pragmatic benefit. Because in the real world, I go, oh, I'm going to have a massive meal, a really filling, nice, tasty meal of 700 calories. I mean, it's not massive, of course, but it's, they are very filling and very tasty. On top of the rest of my diet, if that stays the same, um, I'm only maybe getting an extra 500 calories for that meal. So, boot camps, no. Detoxes, no. Cleanses, no. Don't do them. Retreats, no. Uh, you know, retreats, of course, I mean, I, using those terms is probably going to trigger some people. That's not my intent. I'm not uh, being passive aggressive with that towards anyone in particular. Um, you know, I've never been on a retreat, but I'd love to go on one, mainly just for the sun do a bit of yoga and stretching. Um, <laughs> that's just reminded me of a meme I saw the other day. What men see. It's very sexist, actually. Um, what men see when they see yoga poses. or, or And it was just basically the, the, the instructor, who I think was a feminine body. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Are you feminine body? Anyway, I don't care. Uh you know, doing all these stretching positions and then it was like a silhouette of them where the man puts himself in that. Anyway, I'm going to have to X-rate this podcast episode now. Um, where was I? Well, I was thinking about yoga retreats, wasn't I, in, in camel toe and leggings? Anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez, 1.35am I'm talking about that. Where was I? It's quite cool, I quite like this format. I've had some nice feedback about the chatty nature of my... When I'm not looking at a camera and I'm just sat here, I'm just looking around a very rainy car, seeing people drive by. I've got nothing particular to look at. Um, I don't know. It's nice. I hope that... I do hope the rain isn't off-putting. Anyway, so, yeah, it's it, it's not conducive, this mindset of, you know, it's a weak thing, it's a blitz, it's a whatever. No, that's not how it works. Um, there's too much restriction, even within that week. You're putting pressure on yourself that shouldn't be there. You're putting end dates that shouldn't be there. Uh, don't do it, please. Right, on to just part two, which is a very quick bit, which I sort of hinted on earlier, about why have you cut carbs out and uh, carried on doing high-intensity interval training. It's the training side with an aggressive deficit. I just wouldn't recommend ever exercising on a fast, on a complete fast. Uh, you can, people do. Um, but it, there's just no need to. Um, it, it's pointless. If you want to do it, fine, knock yourself out. It's just not my advice to. Uh, but on an aggressive deficit... Again, I wouldn't recommend doing any circuit classes. I wouldn't recommend doing any interval, high-intensity interval training. I wouldn't recommend doing any, you know, fast running or cycling or anything like that. If you're doing this for any, you know, more than a few days, which I am, 
again I'm undulating I, I, I'm probably planning a, a maintenance day sometime soon I think I've probably only had one men- maintenance day which was you know kind of unplanned but just needed it on the day um, and just logistically it worked for me but a planned one of those and maybe a, maybe an aggressive refeed three days where I will ramp up carbs um, and go to a little bit above maintenance and I don't know if I'll do that. I don't feel the need for that at the minute, but it's always just nice to play around with some of these protocols. Again, this is touching on this thing of this, like this is an enjoyable process for me. I'm not restricting. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, I'm being analytical about it and I'm allowing myself to, to live through it. Um, but yeah, realistically, what you want to be doing is dialing volume back that your training wants to go back to the bare minimum. You're not wanting to be, there's a term overreaching, which some of you may have not come across. It's kind of overtraining. You probably will have heard of overreaching. Um, It's more kind of, maybe more of a slightly more transient thing. Um, You're not trying to push boundaries with your training. You're not trying to get PBs. You're not, you, you just don't want on an aggressive deficit to be taxing recovery capabilities. So essentially what you really want to be doing is just maintaining, but you still want to be stimulating your muscle. If muscle retention is important to you, if you're happy to lose muscle or you want to lose muscle, it's much less of an issue. Um, I've had very few clients who have that has been a goal for, but I have had a handful of clients who that has been a very specific goal for it's a it's a strange change in mindset as a practitioner when a, that is the goal specific goal of a client um and actually one of those i had to say that i wouldn't help her because it was actually a very negative goal and there was a negative mindset around it and uh, quite a disordered mindset around it so i had to not indulge that um because muscle uh you know within reason we don't all have to be super jacked we don't have to maximize our natural capabilities of muscle mass um and losing muscle it's a great place for us to uh basically dispose of our blood glucose and keep us metabolically healthy anyway so with training dial it back you could you could train every day 100% but you would just have to dial back the volume per session Um, I would keep it relatively low volume, but it can be heavy weight training. It probably should be heavy weight training. Um, And when I say heavy, heavy, do remember, for those of you who aren't kind of practitioners, heavy is a relative term. So what's heavy for me might be super light for someone else and might be super heavy, uh, uh, too heavy for someone else. Um, It's heavy for you. And it's, it's, it's in this just bog standard, you know, in my mind, basic realm of, you know, anywhere from 6 to 15, 6 to 12 repetitions of a weight that you can only complete that many. That will stimulate the muscle in this this hypertrophy range that we kind of basically understand. Um, obviously, if we're looking for maximal hypertrophy, there's so much more than just this rep, rep ranges that will lead to muscle gain. But we're stimulating the muscle in that rep range. Likewise, you know just touching on this for hypertrophy you know you've got studies where they use 30% of your one rep max so you can do lots and lots like 50 
to a hundred repetitions until you can't lift anymore. And that still, you know, uh, stimulates muscle protein synthesis, this muscle gain. But for this, we're looking for in that range of reps, uh, heavy weight, just to stimulate. There's no exact science to this. Um, I think probably as you adapt to things, depending on how you're feeling, if you're fueling with fueling with caffeine. I, I, I did a gym session the other day. I'm back training in an actual gym, in Pure Gym. And I'm finding it very motivating not training in, in my office gym. Just being around people, I guess. Um... It's just nice, a bit more of an atmosphere about other people working hard, less distracted by my phone because I'm having to uh, be respectful of other members and, and get off the machine. Uh, so, and I train quite hard, you know, uh, to failure on multiple sets. But again, I'm not massively, massively, massively taxing myself. Uh and so, yeah, there's because it's not an exact science, I'm sorry I can't give you a lot more than that. If you're not a practitioner, you're a, just a, a general population person, you might want to work with a decent personal trainer or S&C coach or whoever, depending on what realm you're in, to look at that programming, to look at where you've been. Again, you, it, 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 you, the reason I can't be prescri- prescriptive is, is because where you start, where you're at, it's a bit like with pregnancy. The advice around exercise is essentially not to take up a brand new sport or a brand new exercise modality and, and to push the intensity of everything you're doing during pregnancy, but you can maintain what you're doing, and you should. Um, it's a similar concept here. Uh, I think that's a that's a good parallel to draw there. Uh, right, I hope that's been helpful. Not too bad. This twenty five minutes. Um, I'm going to set off again. Again, your reviews on iTunes are hugely hugely appreciated. Today I hit my top. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Seventy three in the world of all iTunes in all categories. Not another nutrition podcast is there. Um, so thanks so much for those of you who are using iTunes. If you're using Spotify, but you do have an Apple phone, an iPhone, and you would be happy to listen on the podcast app, you would literally be doing me a favour with no extra, uh, I suppose, cost to yourself. Um, leaving reviews is super welcome. As I say, commenting on those posts on Instagram is always nice uh, with your feedback and stuff like that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, that pod, the, the, the suggestion form is up now. So you can make suggestions for episodes. I'm going to do my best to do more of these off the cuff, not in the studio, no video podcasts, just when things crop into my mind. Uh, you know, today's has been, you know, 25 plus minutes. Uh, I need to get in the mindset that 10 to 15 minutes is just okay. Uh cool until next time much love bye bye